Now we're going. All right, when we made the introduction to uh, Psalms a couple of weeks ago, we, we mentioned how many times that Psalms have been quoted in the New Testament. Well, you can Google how many times those Psalms have been quoted in the Old Testament, and unless your Google search is different from mine, you won't get anything. But today, we're going to look at a psalm that is not only quoted, it's quoted almost verbatim. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Psalms 18 and 2 Chronicles 22 are almost identical. And so 2 Samuel 22, excuse me. And I've put that side by side so you can see it. Now, you're... We're going to focus on Psalms 18 because that's where we are. But just to give you an idea, there's basically you're one verse off, and we'll show you why, why that is. You look at verse 3 of Psalms 18. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I am saved from my enemies. Now look on 2 Samuel 22 verse 4. Call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. And you'll see that as you go all the way down. The difference is, look in your text. You're looking at, at Psalms 18 in your own text, and you have up here in my Bible, and I'm sure it says in yours too, for the choir director, a psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke to the Lord the words of this song, in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Okay? All right. When you look at 2 Samuel, verse 1, that's the same thing I just read. So Psalms 18 does it up at the top, uh, kind of a prescript, so to speak. And then Psalms, I mean, 2 Samuel 22 puts it as verse 1, and that's, that's why, that's why we're, we're looking at this. So we're going to focus on Psalms 18, but I wanted you to see that with, with some exceptions, it's almost, it's almost the same, same thing. It's almost the same wor wording. Now, I've, cho I've chosen the New American Standard because that's what I use, and, and so we've We've put it there. Your text might be a little different, but I think I looked at a couple of them. I looked at the ESV, and it's, it's about the same. So, let's get into it. But before we get into it, we got any English majors in here? Got to have one or two. Uh, <laughs> define a metaphor for me. Anybody. What is a metaphor? Somebody. Well, I'll ask Google if you'll give me time. No. <laughs> All right. It's a figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or an action to which it's not literally applicable. Okay, a figure of speech. For example, if you say to someone that someone has a heart of gold, you're using a metaphor to describe their nature. The person's heart isn't made of gold, but it's a figuratively term, okay? So that's what a metaphor is. 
So David, when he wrote Psalms 18, he starts out in the first, second, uh, first, second, and third verse of it with eight metaphors. It's a figure of speech to describe where he is, okay? He says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I am saved from my enemies. So these things David uses to describe his relationship with the Lord. Now, when you go back to, uh, to Samuel, by the way, how long ago has it been since we studied Samuel? Anybody know? Anybody want to give me a guess? I thought it was longer than it was. But Art taught this class, this, this 2 Samuel 22, July the 4th, 2021, excuse me, 2021, just two years ago. Just two years ago. It seems like we've been in, it's a long time since we've been in Samuel, but, but it hadn't been that long. So, so when he, when David, there's about nine, ten, nine or ten chapters in First Samuel. C.W., it's good to see you. I just noticed you. <laughs> Great. How you feeling? Good. Good. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I get in a zone when I say. <laughs> <and>, anyway, <clears throat> thank you for tolerating me. But it, there's nine or ten chapters in First Samuel where David, God's called man, anointed to be king, anointed to be king, was running from Saul. Saul did everything he could to kill him. And in the pursuit of him, David came back and says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. He's the one I take refuge in. He's my shield, my, my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And he's the one that saves me. And so in, as he's looking back and he's thinking about how the Lord has, has spared him from Saul, uh, he wanted to kill him. And yet on two different occasions, David had the opportunity to kill him. And what did he come back and say? I'll not touch God's anointing. I'll not touch him. And he was faithful in that. So as we go on, the first little bit here, this is what he is bragging on the Lord because of what he did. Verse 4 of Psalms 18. The cords of death encompass me. The torrents of ungodliness terrify me. The cords of Sheol surround me. The stairs of death confront me. In my distress, I call upon the Lord, 
and I cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help came before him, came into his ears. Excuse me. My cry for help before him came to his ears. So he is acknowledging that all these things he was terrified, he was encompassed about, he was surrounded by death, and yet when he called upon the Lord, the Lord was there to help him. Verse 7. Then the earth shook and quaked, and the foundations and the mountains trembled. They were shaken because he was angry. Smoke went from his nostrils and fire from his mouth devoured coals were kindled by it he bowed the heavens also and he came down with thick darkness under his feet he drove upon a cherub and flew and he sped upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness his hiding place and the canopy around him darkness of waters thick clouds of the skies from the brightness before him passed his thick clouds Hell stones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. Hell stones and, and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered them, and lightning flashed in abundance and routed them. Then the channels of the water appeared, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at you, O Lord, and the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He sent from on high. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and, and from those who hated me, for he was too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calam calamity, and my Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a broad place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord was rewarded in my, to my accord, excuse me, the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanliness of my hands, he have recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. So there he's saying the Lord delivered him and how he delivered him. Because David, David, was in the midst of battle. Not only was he running from, from Saul, he was also the people around him. And yet, when he called upon the Lord, the Lord would give him answers and, and would fight the battle for him. You know, later on when he was king, you know, he would, he says, he would inquire of the Lord, do I go up now? And he said, yes, go or don't go or do this. And he did. So the Lord was very much a part of David's young life. And when he was running from Saul and running from the enemies, the Lord very much encompassed him round about. Now we change a little bit here. In uh, uh, one commentary I read says that this verse is 23. 2 through 28 uh, was a reason for deliverance. And I'm, let's read it, and then I'll comment on it. For all these his ordinances were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. 
I was also blameless with him. I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hand in his eyes. I went back and listened to Art's teaching on on Second Samuel 22. And Art brought out that this Psalms 18 was probably written almost, we know it was, before David's sin. When he walked up on the rooftop, when he should have been somewhere else, and he committed adultery and then killed Uriah, Bathsheba's husband. Um, so that's just a time stamp because he wasn't blameless and he had iniquity and yet we'll get to Psalms 53 when we when uh, when we is it 53 53 um, later on I don't know if I'll do it or Art will do it but anyway when he uh, when Nathan came to him and says his long finger and he says David you're the man you're the man and he fell into his knees, Bill's, Bill's paraphrase, and he said, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against the Lord. I've sinned. And he's, he wrote then, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and forgive me and remove me. A man after God's own heart, and yet he was run, vulnerable, but when he came back, the Lord is always faithful to forgive us. Aren't you God? Aren't you glad we have a God of a second chance? Aren't you glad we have a God that's compassionate? Aren't you glad that on this side of the cross we live in grace? And and that we sin? Paul what Paul say? Heavens no. Heavens no. Uh, but in this particular case, he was saying here in Psalms eighteen that Maybe the one of the reasons he was delivered was because he was blameless. And probably at that time when he wrote this, he was. Verse 25. With the kind, you show yourself kind. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. With the poor, pure, you sow show, show yourself pure. And with the crooked, crooked, you sow yourself astute. For you've saved and afflicted people, but haughty eyes you base. For you light my lamp, and the Lord my God illuminates my darkness. Then verses 29 through, um, through verses uh, 46, he repeats what he did in the first time, how the Lord had delivered him again from, um, from his problems. Verse 29, for by you I can run upon a troop. By you, my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is blameless. His word of the Lord is tired. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our strength? Excuse me. Who is, who is God but the Lord, who is a rock except our God? 
the God who girds me with strength, and he makes my way blameless. He makes my feet like hinds feet and sets them on high places. He trains my hands for battle so my arms can bend a bow of bronze. He also gives me the shield of your salvation and your right hand upholds me and your gentleness makes me great. You enlarge my steps under me and my feet have not slipped. You see what he's saying again? He doesn't take any credit for himself except it's God who's allowed him to be and do this. Verse 32 again, God who girds me with strength. He makes my feet like hinds feet. He trains my hands for battle. He so my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Verse 35, you have also given me the shield of your salvation. The right hand upholds me and your gentleness makes me great. You enlarge my step under me and my feet have not slipped. I pursue my enemy and overlooked, overtook them and I did not turn my back until they were consumed. I shattered them so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet for you have girded me with strength for battle. You have subdued me under those who rose up against me and you have also made my enemies turn their back to me and I destroyed those who hated me. They cried for help, but there was none to save, even the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them fine as the dust before the wind. I emptied them out as a mire in the street. You have delivered me from the con contentions of the people. You have placed me on the head of the nations, a people whom I have <clears throat> not known serve me. <clears throat> As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners submit to me. Foreigners fade away and come trembling out of their fortress. The Lord lives, and blessed be the rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation. Then the last four verses here, um, he sings praise against uh, uh, praise to the Lord. It's kind of his benediction at the end of this this psalm. The God who executes vengeance for me and subdues people under me, he delivers me from my enemies. Surely you lift me above those who rise up against me and you rescue me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give praise to you among the nations, O Lord, and I will sing praises to your name he gives great deliverance to his king and shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. A Psalm of David. Um, which one came first? I don't know, but they're, they're in the scripture twice. Now, I've told you before <laughs> that music speaks to me that I can remember a song a long time before I remember a sermon. Uh, it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's just the way it is. Last week, um, David wrote uh, and Michael W. Smith 
took what he did and and we had the majesty of his name today Max can get the little thing queued up here is a chorus that was taken from Psalms 18 um, now in the middle of the night you can blame me when you can't get this tune out of your head <laughs> but it's a uh, it's repetitive, but it's so true and so appropriate for this time. I, we don't know who wrote it. It's just a little chorus taking some scripture, but it's singing scripture, and the Lord was good to us. Um, you can cue it up, and if you'll turn the lights out, um, um, Sarah, and let me get up off of the perch here. Go ahead.
Okay, now if that doesn't bother you in the middle of the night, <laughs> that's good. Next week, um, uh, Art and Merritt on their way home from um, the continuing ed that he, he did, and uh, I don't know what the lesson will be on next week, but uh, we will get it out in some notes uh, um, as soon as I know, okay? And we, th- we thank you. Okay, I'm giving you a little time back today, but there's a lot, a lot going on.